Welcome to Bonding, a kinky podcast hosted by me, Sarah Butcher, aka Sub in the City. I'm a BDSM coach, kink educator, and proudly collared submissive, with over a decade of experience on the BDSM scene. I'm on a mission to bring BDSM into the 21st century and empower curious kinksters like yourselves to consciously explore what BDSM means to you. In this podcast, you'll hear me talk about all things kink. So whether you're new to the scene or you're a long-standing member of the community, welcome kinksters. I'm looking forward to bonding with you. Hello kinksters and welcome back to bonding. Thank you so much for tuning in each week and if this is your first time here, please make sure you give this podcast a like and a follow and maybe even share it with your friends if you feel they'd enjoy it. So it's been a couple of weeks and it's been busy but exciting. So the other week I had in a film crew from ITV doing some filming for a documentary. They were investigating the world of BDSM and what it's all about and I was honoured to welcome them into my space to share insights into the kinky lifestyle. But the topics that came up only reinforced me how many misconceptions and stereotypes there are in the world of BDSM. And it highlights to me how important it is that we educate ourselves properly when we start to explore our kinks. Three topics in particular that came up included pain, power exchange and safe words. Now, it was no surprise to me that the assumption from someone who has never stepped into the world of kink is that things are supposed to be painful. That BDSM is genuinely about hurting another person and therefore it is dangerous. When someone who has no comprehension of the world of BDSM comes across porn or movies that depict kink, what they see is a room full of torture devices and more often than not, women being degraded by men and not honouring those safe words. How could anyone find that a turn on? And if you do, you must be an abuser or have been abused. This is the narrative I keep hearing so often. And I thought that to myself when I first started exploring kink. When I read The Story of O, an erotic novel about female submission where a Parisian fashion photographer submits herself sexually to the men within a secret society. As I turned each page, I found myself enjoying what was happening, yet questioning what was wrong with me that I would be enjoying that. I even had a therapist ask me if I'd been abused when I told her that I wanted to work in kink education. Be careful what you attach your name to, she said. And I still hear this voice today, echoed in the many challenges I still face in doing this work. People not understanding the work that I do, assuming it's something seedy or deviant, or even illegal. At least that's how it feels. Big organisations censoring sex, continuing to brainwash us into thinking our sexual pleasure is wrong and shouldn't be talked about. This is where my BDSM journey began and I still see it today. For years I was confused about my desires and everywhere I looked for information felt dodgy or dingy. And so I can really relate to those looking for information for the first time being so sceptical about what's really involved when it comes to BDSM. Because I was sceptical too which is why I now do what I do, because how wrong I was. And I'll admit, sometimes it feels like I'm banging my head against a brick wall when it comes to breaking the stigma around kink, but we keep moving. Somebody's got to do it, because you all deserve to indulge in your kinks and fantasies without shame or judgement. It doesn't mean you've been abused, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you, 
And really, we need to try and change this narrative because so many people still think this and it's crazy. So going back to the concept of pain then, while I cannot necessarily speak for everyone who enjoys receiving or inflicting pain and their own personal enjoyment of it, what I can say is that it's about experiencing controlled pain in a controlled environment. Which is why, for example, when we are exploring impact play, it's important that we educate ourselves around the different techniques, tools and positions to use when practising this activity. One thing some people are surprised to hear is that I talk a lot about comfort, so the spanky should feel comfortable and supported, and many are surprised at how comfortable a spanking bench really is, or if I suggest to them to use pillows. This is because we are focusing on delivering a pleasurable experience through the sensation of impact, which is the controlled pain, without it being hindered by unintentional sensations such as aches or pains in the joints. And intention is the key word here that we can use any time we want to reflect on our own BDSM practices to determine whether we are doing things safely or in the right way. It's as simple as this. BDSM should be explored with the intention of pushing certain limits and boundaries within agreed parameters, with the goal being to allow you to consciously explore your fantasies in a safe and controlled space. Anything that is done outside of these parameters or with malicious intent is crossing the line from BDSM to abuse. If you're not being conscious with your communication and you're acting without intention or purpose, then you're not being safe. And any kind of disregard for another's needs during BDSM exploration is taking advantage and not adhering to the safe, sane and consensual code of conduct within the world of kink. Education, intention and communication are the key differences between genuine BDSM exploration and abusive behaviour. And this goes for everyone involved in scene or play. Which leads me to my next common misconception that was highlighted to me, is that the belief that only submissives or bottoms need safe words. It is not only the person that is leading the scene, so the dominant or the top, that needs to be mindful of their actions. Submissives or bottoms also have a duty to their partners to respect their limits and boundaries. This is why you'll always hear me refer to dom-sub dynamics as a power exchange, because you're both entering into an agreement whereby you respect each other's own personal limits and desires. And so a submissive who is not considerate of their top's needs is not only making them vulnerable, but also making themselves vulnerable too. And it's a huge red flag when it comes to safe BDSM play. Dominants have just as every right to respect of their limits and boundaries as submissives and should use their safe word whenever they feel the pressure to take something further than feels comfortable. Either party coercing the other to push things beyond what feels comfortable is manipulative and breaks down the core foundations of BDSM and kink. Because feeling safe to use your safe word and know that it will be respected is such an important part of the power exchange agreement. If you're entering into a power dynamic not feeling comfortable to safe word, then you're doing yourself a disservice because ultimately you won't be able to have genuine BDSM experiences and it will stunt the development of a healthy kink dynamic. And in my opinion, this should be a one strike and your out rule for those who are searching for compatible partners to enter a dynamic with. But I often get asked, surely the fact that BDSM is dangerous is what's appealing about it? Now, the answer to this is, of course, many people who engage in BDSM play are looking to experience things that push them to their limits, 
whether that be physically or emotionally, but without any kind of safety in place, this is just reckless behaviour. So we do still need to have that element of safety in place. This is why when I get asked about different types of edge play, I always say that these are done at your own risk, and I don't often teach these in my classes. Acts such as choking or erotic asphyxiation, knife play and needle play. These are all valid kinks for those who are experienced and trained in what they're doing. Pro wrestlers, for example. But for many of us who are just exploring our kinks at home, I am a big believer in the power of our mind and this can be the greatest tool we can utilise in BDSM to take us to new heights. After all, BDSM is 80% anticipation. It's about the build-up and the feeling that is created. Whether that feeling is real or not doesn't always matter. With the right communication and understanding of another person, it is possible to create a space in which someone will believe anything you create to be real. Fantasy can morph into a temporal reality and you're able to come back from that place safely. This co-created fantasy world is no less effective in taking us to altered states such as subspace. In fact, I'd say it can be more effective. Go and check out last week's episode on the topic if you haven't already. To have rich and fulfilling kinky experiences, you have to ignite your imagination and let your creative juices pour into everything you do. And if you're on the receiving end, you have to be willing to let your monkey mind surrender to the experience. Think about it like if we were to enter into a haunted house. Now, horror fans, you'll love this analogy, but if you're not into haunted shit, then maybe think about a roller coaster ride or any other simulated thrill. We are there for the thrills and the scares, but ultimately we know we're going to get out the other side safely. But once we're in it, if it's executed properly, We are transported into a different world where things do feel real. It's immersive and the amygdala can no longer tell what's real and what's not. We're on the edge, but only figuratively. This is exactly the same premise of BDSM. You can take someone to the edge simply by co-creating a space of safety and trust first and then tapping into their mind as well as their body. As I always say, many people experiment with a spank, a choke or a hair pull without a second thought and these physical activities can have real physical consequences. And all of these actions can be dangerous when not done with intention or informed consent. And without diving beneath the surface of these actions and having some kind of intention behind the action about the feeling you're trying to evoke, then they don't always have much weight to them. So yes, BDSM can be dangerous but so can anything when you do it without the right intention or information. Driving a car can be reckless if you don't know what you're doing. Swimming in the sea can be dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. But if you take your time to educate yourself and start off slowly in practice, as with anything, you'll be doing it with positive intention. This isn't to say that you won't make mistakes, but communication is the piece that keeps the intentions in the right place. So with all of that being said, If you would like to learn more about creating exciting BDSM scenes based on intention, then I have an amazing workshop coming up in my brand new dungeon next month, where I'll be talking you through how to create your own BDSM scenes and inspire you to get your kinky creative juices flowing. You'll get to go home with a variety of different scene ideas and the clear steps for how to create your own intentional BDSM scenes whenever you want. Tickets are on sale now and I'll pop the link in the show notes for you. Thank you all for listening and continue to stay conscious in your exploration of kink. See you in the next episode.
If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends. And if you want to continue to consciously explore your kinks, be sure to check out my upcoming workshops and events at subinthecity.com forward slash events or book your one-to-one BDSM exploratory session with me today at subinthecity.com forward slash booking. Thank you.